It's Thursday, June 8th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam E. Levine here again with your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin and Ether are up compared to our show on Wednesday, but down on the day along with most other top-traded tokens. But broadly speaking, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC's crackdown on cryptocurrency exchanges Binance.us and Coinbase, have largely failed to spur signs of disquiet among savvy Bitcoin traders. At least that's according to the options-based implied volatility metrics that we hear about from the chart watchers. They tell us that that's a sign that the lawsuits were expected and priced in. Quote, The biggest takeaway for me is everyone has been looking for a catalyst to shock implied volatility back to life and see some sort of bid for longer-dated options, said Christopher Newhouse, an independent crypto derivatives trader. He continued, But I see little evidence of that, which suggests players in the volatility market might be shrugging this off. End quote. Regulatory concerns have been prevalent since the beginning of the year, and some market observers are saying that traders anticipated this and priced in the SEC's action. Implied volatility, by the way, or IV, is based on options data and reflects investors' expectations for price turbulence over a specific period of time. It's positively affected by demand for options, which are derivatives contracts that offer the purchaser protection against bearish or bullish fluctuations. A call option, for example, protects against rallies, while a put option protects against drops. Rising demand for options and the resulting increase in implied volatility often reflects heightened wariness in the market and the potential for increased price turbulence in either direction. So far, though, Bitcoin's implied volatility has seen a muted rise at best. BTC's seven-day annualized implied volatility rose to 43% from just 34% after the SEC news, but has since pulled back to about 40%, which can be seen as a meager six-point increase for quite a wild week. The 30-day gauge, meanwhile, has increased by four points from multi-month lows, while the three- and six-month metrics have remained largely unchanged. That's according to Amber data. Quote, We've seen a short-lived pop on the front and short-duration implied volatility, so there are no real signs of panic, David Brickle, director of institutional sales at Crypto Liquidity Network Paradigm, told Coindesk. Griffin Ardern, meanwhile, a volatility trader at crypto asset management firm Blowfin, said the SEC's action is more damaging to alternative cryptocurrencies, better known as altcoins, which are basically coins besides Bitcoin. Quote, The reason is that BTC and ETH have already been certified by the U.S. Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, and their derivatives have been traded on compliant exchanges such as the Chicago Mercantile Exchange for several years, while the SEC's prosecution mainly targets altcoins and many altcoins identified as securities. The impact on BTC and ETH is relatively limited. End quote. The SEC, in its lawsuit against Coinbase, mentioned 13 tokens by name, driving their prices lower. Value locked on decentralized finance applications, meanwhile, even ones operating on the blockchains of those tokens alleged to be securities in that recent filing, remain mostly stable despite the ongoing drama. The lack of capital flight suggests a positive sentiment among global market participants despite falling prices. BNB coin, which is directly tied to the Binance exchange, fell to six-month lows on Wednesday while prices for the native tokens of the Solana, Cardano, and Polygon ecosystems, along with other tokens, all tumbled. In separate filings on Monday, the SEC charged Binance and Coinbase with selling unlicensed securities in the country. The charges came despite a lack of regulatory clarity from the regulator on whether crypto tokens can be considered securities. And one name in particular stood out, which would be Dash, which is a fork of Bitcoin originally spun out back in January of 2013, and seems an odd choice, as it never did a token sale, at least according to my research. The SEC has notably not given any official legal definitions to token issuers and has yet to respond to a petition from Coinbase seeking clear rulemaking definitions. If you missed Tuesday's show, go give it a listen when you get a chance as I go into my thoughts on this topic in some significant detail. 
Meanwhile, DeFi avenues remain unfazed, at least as of this morning. Data shows value locked on Cardano, Solana, and the BNB chain, some of those named by the SEC specifically. Southern networks fall by just over 5% in the past week, which is in line with the broader market decline. Quote, it's been a long crypto winter, and the majority of tourists have already left the space, a trader at crypto investment firm Arca in an email to Coindesk. Continuing, the remaining participants are most likely more dedicated believers and thus less affected by the latest actions of the SEC. The tokens themselves being deemed securities have nothing to do with the viability of the underlying tech of DeFi and does not make the tokens or dApps any more or less valuable. These forces will likely only drive more financial activity to DeFi." End quote. Martin Lee, an analyst of crypto analytics firm Nansen, largely shared that sentiment. Quote, We're not seeing any massive changes in numbers of users or transactions on Polygon, Solana, and BNB chain, and they've largely remained within similar levels as they've been in the past month. He said, continuing, personal view is that until regulation is enforced and these tokens are officially classified as securities, it's unlikely that we see a significant impact on the ecosystem, end quote. So, while the Polygon network saw sudden withdrawals following the alleged classification of MATIC tokens as securities in the U.S., the volumes largely remain muted based on long-term analysis, said the head of research at analytics from CryptoQuant, quote, from the perspective of people withdrawing from Polygon network to Ethereum network, there has been a spike after the SEC mentioned Matic as a security, he said, pointing to some $2.5 million in withdrawals on Tuesday. He continued, however, from a historical perspective, these withdrawal volumes remain low, end quote. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, James Rubin, Amkar Godbele, and Shrey Mala. Bitcoin is currently trading at $26,403. That's up 3.5% since our show on Tuesday. While Ether is trading at $1,843 per token, that's up more than 2% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,174. That compares against Tuesday's reading of 1,145 and represents a more than 2.5% gain across top traded tokens over that time period. In traditional markets, action was muted but mostly lower in the U.S. The Nasdaq Composite fell a little bit less than a point since our last show, while the S&P 500 fell slightly, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose by one-third of one point. In Europe, action was muted, with all three indexes we track all up, but up by less than two-tenths of one percent. In Asia, trading was a bit more exciting, with China's Hang Seng Index and the Shanghai Composite up 1% and half a point respectively. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 saw the largest loss in our tracked indexes, down by more than 2.5%. In commodities market, Brent crude, that's the international benchmark for oil, rose by 2.5%, currently priced at $77.13 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, fell by 3 tenths of a point, while shares of First Republic dropped another 12%, currently changing hands at 18 cents per piece. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break. We're going to dig into some top headlines. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Let's dive into the recent events swirling in the world of cryptocurrencies, where some significant clashes between industry giants and regulators continue to unfold. Robinhood and Coinbase, two prominent companies in the field, along with smaller cousin Binance.us, found themselves at odds with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC. In a recent House of Representatives hearing, both companies voiced that they had sought out the security regulator's guidance to properly register, only to effectively be rebuffed. For those who take regulation seriously, this is a somewhat surprising revelation, as SEC Chair Gary Gensler has persistently urged crypto firms to come in and register. For more of my thoughts there, please refer to the second half of Tuesday's show, where we go into this in some detail. Robinhood, for its part, is the latest to jump into this fray and has claimed that it attempted to register as a special-purpose broker-dealer for digital assets. Despite what they described as a rigorous 16-month process, their efforts yielded no results, leaving them at a regulatory impasse. And remember, this is not a traditional crypto company, 
but rather this is a traditional trading company that operated in the world of actual securities for some time, so it's a little bit strange. A similar frustration was, of course, expressed by Coinbase, whose overtures to the SEC aimed at becoming a registered broker-dealer were reportedly met with silence. And in a related development, Binance, which is, of course, tied to the Binance.us platform, is facing new accusations from the SEC. Binance CEO CZ is accused of redirecting billions in customer funds to firms he controls. The regulator is now alleging that $12 billion was funneled through an intermediary holding company to firms controlled by the executive, which, if proven, is obviously a cause for serious concern. But so far, at least, they're just allegations. And concerns that the SEC is not really acting in good faith here are, I think, valid, so let's withhold some judgment until we see evidence. Meanwhile, Coinbase, in spite of grappling with lawsuits from state and federal regulators over its crypto staking service, has asserted that it will not be shutting down the program. The statement comes from CEO Brian Armstrong, who maintained that the service represents an important component of their overall net revenue. And of course, in the latest twist, Binance is now claiming that SEC Gary Gensler had once offered to act as an informal advisor to the firm, during a time when the company was much smaller and arguably had a much riskier and more cavalier approach to the business. While this is yet to be substantiated, it's just the latest layer in the already complex regulatory battles between some very big personalities, both inside and out of Washington. The ongoing developments here underscore just how crazy the world of cryptocurrency regulation is right now in the U.S. And that craziness is both avoidable and non-productive, with some simple definitions that could actually apply to the technology as it is today, not the technology that they imagined that it wouldn't be back in the 1930s. It's just another reminder that the future of the crypto industry here in the U.S. is set to be decided not just in boardrooms, but in courtrooms as well. Meanwhile, the Group of Seven, or G7, a collective of advanced economies, is pushing for regulation and allowance of stablecoins, digital currencies whose value is pegged to other more stable assets such as fiat currencies. But their counterparts in the G20, which is a larger grouping including emerging economies, are advocating for stricter controls, and in some cases outright bans. The stark contrast in approaches here comes from fears that widespread usage of stablecoins could significantly disrupt the monetary policy in these emerging economies, and it is a reasonable concern. Nations devalue their local currencies as a way to less obviously tax their citizens, and, given the opportunity to escape that loss of purchasing power, those techniques don't work particularly well. In other words, your country would like you to be trapped in their currency, so you can't escape the loss of purchasing power. Borderless cryptocurrencies threaten that, whether we're talking about stablecoins or something else, but certainly stablecoins are the most attractive in that use case. And so, the beat goes on. And finally, despite a recent slump in non-fungible token or NFT trading volumes, the NFT lending space is flourishing with mixed opinions. What is definitely a niche sector termed NFT-Fi, a play of course on DeFi, focuses on the intersection of NFTs and decentralized finance, offering services like NFT collateralized loans, fractionalized tokens, and the ability to rent or lend NFTs. Given what are perceived as low prices and certainly low liquidity, platforms offering this type of thing can be appealing to traders who are looking to earn yield by essentially pawning their tokens. Moreover, the approach claims to provide opportunities for those who can't afford high-value NFTs from top-tier collections to lease the tokens for a fraction of their cost. But the potential risks, of course, are also there. Some users have questioned the lending mechanics behind these platforms and have urged new traders to learn how to borrow NFTs safely before engaging in transactions. The rule of thumb when it comes to crypto collateralized lending is really this. Are you willing to lose your token if prices decline to the point where it actually has to be liquidated in order to cover your loan? If the answer to that is no, then this is not a good solution for you. But hey, everybody does what they want. Hey. 
And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 